following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola. Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it's our first installment of Talking Cowboys for this week. We had a very nice installment of Hanging with the Talking Cowboys break yesterday as Brian Broaddus and myself, Bill Jones, were joined by Kurt Daniels and Nate Newton to discuss Cowboys Redskins. Brian, anything happened in the meantime since yesterday? Not that I know of, Bill. Yeah. And Mickey and then Rob went to the museum, right? That's right. Y'all got back from Washington. Very safe flight. We did. Yeah, it was great. Found out some breaking news about halfway through. Oh, did you? you Yeah. Did you? How'd you guys find out? Was Mickey holding the phone or the radio up at 38,000 feet? No, Mickey was on Wi-Fi on the internet. Oh. And saw breaking news. So who who reported it? To internet the plane? on the plane. What? That's yeah. new. <laughs> that's Kent Garrison. Yeah. We we usually don't have internet on the plane, so it's been nice this year. Good. Well, Kent, nice. things have moved up here greatly. Yeah. So who stood up and made the announcement to the plane? The Cowboys flying back from Washington D.C. that a trade had been made. Wait, wait, can I stop it took, a, it took a little. Hang on, it hang took on. a little. It took a little doing because. Real funny. I want to hear it in Mickey voice. Real funny guy here. I want to hear. I want to hear it in in Mickey voice when he when he saw. No, I don't know if it's that. No, we had started. We had started hearing stuff before I saw it break on the internet. Oh, all right. Problem was, a lot of people were asleep because it was a obviously they played a game the night before, early morning for that museum trip, which is great. Uh huh. So yeah, it took a little doing to get that thing. Mickey didn't that stand up in the, you guys, in the galley. You guys, you guys act like uh, the the flight attendant up front. Susan goes, "Attention, attention, <laughs> please! <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys have just traded for Amari Cooper, and one of you poor guys on this flight is not going to have a job tomorrow." And he found out right when he got off the flight. Yeah, actually. Yeah. All right. So the trade has been made. Amari Cooper is yeah. headed to Dallas to become a Dallas Cowboy. And the Cowboys give up their first round draft pick in 2019. And so we want to start going around the horn. Your first reaction when you heard the news. Let's go, go to Brian. First. Brian. 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 You know, did all this the matter. Yeah, and, and in fact, it's we, should, about, we should point out Brian. Uh, in the last 24 hours, has now gone back and looked at every single Amari Cooper play since he was Teddy Bridgewater's primary receiver right. yeah. at Northwestern High School in Miami. You deserve uh, the first word with that one. I'll tell you what, though. Thank you for the first word. I, the thing that I was in, I, I you know, you look at the, the, my first thought was good, good. This, you know, it, you know, I, we, I've just got to the point now where I'm thinking. Okay, these, this wide receiver by committee, you have one guy that's really, really playing well. You have one guy that's trying to emerge. Okay, let's go try and find a way to help this quarterback. Let's go try and find a way to evaluate him better before you have to give up $20 million a year to see if he can play or not. You know, Why don't you give him some weapons? Why don't you allow him maybe to make a throw or two where it's a contested ball and it's going to be caught or there's going to be a big play or there's going to be a big run after the catch? 
you know, go out and try and make a difference here. And I think that to me, when you look at your football team and you say, okay, where are we deficient? Mickey's been very adamant about the offensive line. That's been a big problem. But you look at this receiving core, it has not been good enough. And so when you sit down and you evaluate it and you say, what's the best way that we can help this receiving core right now? It is to add a player that is a dynamic player like Amari Cooper. That is the, now, if it works out, Great. You have the evaluation. You have a great player in Amari Cooper. If it doesn't work out, it's probably because of A, the offensive line didn't protect well enough. B, your quarterback can't make throws. You're going to figure this out real fast now. It's not about, okay, blame Dak or blame the lack of uh, talent on the outside at wide receiver. This is that you went out and got a legitimate football player. You had to pay a premium price to do it. He's a young player. He will, he will come in here and he will be a, a difference a different player than what you have, and that's exactly what this offense needs. Rob Phillips. Two things for me. If you want to argue that it's a good trade, and I see both sides of it, he's 24 years old. Compared to the guys that are coming out of the draft next year, and you guys are going to have a draft show later this week. I'm already looking at draft players right now. Compared to the receivers that – top receivers that will be available, he's not much older, and he's got four years in the league. This is his fourth year. They think he's on the up rise. So you're not trading for a 30-something wide receiver to help. You're still yes. trading for a young guy. Yes. Uh, and you have him at least for a year and a half. The other thing is, I appreciate this front office saying, they haven't said it, but actions speak louder than words. This committee hasn't worked. This it hasn't. This wide receiver committee has not worked. Now, they've spread the snaps around pretty evenly, so these guys aren't going to have major production, I don't think. But again, one guy could have risen to the top, and so far it's been Cole Beasley. The three guys they've brought in, Hearns, Thompson, Austin, who's injured, 32 catches, 391 yards, three touchdowns. The next two leading receivers after Cole are your running back and your tight end. They haven't gotten a lot of production out of the wide receiver position. There's no question about that. My question about this trade, for as much as you're giving up in a first-round pick, that's that's high value. I mean, that is that is a premium. That's the lifeblood of your team is your draft. Um, I, I just – is he going to make a big enough difference down the stretch? Yes. Because particularly on the road for me, because you know I think we all thought they'd play more efficiently this past week in Washington. The matchup seemed better for them, and again they just they haven't been able to function well offensively. And and I'm with Mickey. It starts up front. There are other things besides the wide receivers that need to be better and be more consistent for this passing game to have success. And we haven't seen it. And we'll bring in one really talented wide receiver make that much of a difference. We'll see. Mickey Spagnola. I like the talent acquisition. I wish they could have done it for a second-round pick, not a first-round pick, because there'll be a point next year when you're in April and you're sitting there going, boy, I really need to fix this, and you're not going to be able to fix it with a first-round pick. Uh, but having said that, I guess if you're going to get something good, you got to give up something good. And uh, they at least took the step going forward. Uh, sort of admitted that this committee thing is is not working out the way it needs to. And if nothing else, this guy's going to command attention from opposing defenses. And no longer are they going to be dropping safeties in the box and saying, Zeke, you know what? You're not beating me. Yeah. Zeke, the last two road games, had 35 carries for 88 yards. That's not even three yards a carry. Yeah. He's better than that, right? Yep. The offensive line struggles, but not that bad. Defenses are saying, you're going to have to beat me throwing the ball. Well, now they got a second thought coming. 
uh, when this guy, I don't know what number he's going to have. 19, I believe. That's what they Number say. 19. Bryce Taylor. Taylor just hands off his. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to look out there keep and those say, nines you know what? I better, I better keep an eye on number 19 then. Yeah. And so, uh, and aren't you glad that you ended up with a bigger need than using that first round pick for a free safety? Because had you done that, you're not trading for this guy. Uh, I know a lot of people, an initial reaction is they, they think Joey Galloway, they think Roy Williams. 18 years ago, the Cowboys, of course, gave up two number ones for Joey Galloway, Huge who mistake. was a 29-year-old Joey Huge Galloway. Huge mistake, yes. Ten years ago, they gave up what essentially was a first and a third. They also gave up a sixth and got back a seventh. But let's say a first and a third for Roy Williams, who was 27 years old, and now they're Problem. giving up one number one for a 24-year-old who just turned 24 in June uh, in Amari Cooper. I think that they had made up their mind after watching seven games this year they were going to have to use a first-round draft pick on a wide receiver uh, coming up, or they would have to sign one in free agency. Spend some money to get one, yeah. Exactly. And if they decide that, you know, we got a mid-round, first-round draft pick, Based on our early projections of the receivers coming out, nobody's gonna be better than this guy. I mean, even I can understand to Calvin Ridley, and, and he's yeah. about Calvin Ridley's age. Hell yeah, how much? Yeah, Calvin Ridley was an older guy too in this draft, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Though, so and there were some questions about that. Now, Look I, on what you said about the the, the previous trades. The, the Roy Williams trade was a bad one. And, Joey and, Galloway and, was and the worse. Bad, the bad part of it, though, was they paid him all that money because yeah. they had to redo his contract right. right away, too. I don't know if he played a game before they they redid the deal and gave him that. No, it was part of the extension. it was part of the deal, part yeah. of the trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I know you don't give up two first round picks for one player. All right, we were but, stupid, Mickey. But he got hurt the first game. All right, and he only played what another year here. Or two years, two years, two years, without a quarterback. Yeah. By the way, and then he left. They traded him to Tampa Bay, or did they cut him? I think they traded him to Tampa Bay, and he had consecutive one thousand yard receiving seasons. Yeah. So you know, you got this guy for Troy Aikman, and then Troy Aikman is injured. He gets injured, and then there's no Troy Aikman in two thousand one uh, for for Joey Galloway. By the way, on Calvin Ridley, he turns 24 in December. There you go. And Amari Cooper turned 24 in June. Yeah. So six months difference in in age. Uh, Cooper's six months older than Calvin uh, Ridley. Um, And you know what? Everybody's looking at next year, 14 million. Yeah. And that's the other thing I wanted to point out. The Raiders picked up his fifth-year option, and so he is due $13.9 million next year. Okay, but... They're only paying four hundred thousand this year, right. so they're looking at it as a two-year, fourteen point four million dollar deal. Yeah. So for if it's a top-flight wide receiver and he plays like that, then it's a steal yeah. for two years. But having spent a first-round pick on him, they are—I would imagine—they are looking at him as being a long-term cornerstone player for this team. Now he's Jason got a, Garrett he, said that this morning. Basically, yeah, you better right. hope so. Yeah, because right. they, so, they use their first-round picks on those cornerstone players. The difference being, this is one that you're going to spend a lot of money on, um, salary-wise, even after uh, the 13.9 million next year, but. They need that wide receiver, and now the the whole question is going to be, is he the same receiver that everyone thought he was when he was the fourth pick in the I, draft uh, four years ago and was a pro bowler? I think this is going to be a great move for him. I really do. And, I and I, again, I'm, I'm, 
I'm saying this because I think he gets out of a situation in Oakland that you know clearly the, the head coach didn't want him there. Okay, he comes to an organization here. Now, yes, you have some things at quarterback. You have some issues at quarterback. But he's going to have every opportunity to be the featured guy. And the one thing he has proven out is when he's been able to be the featured guy, he's been able to have some success. So I, I, the, the, I think the talent is still there. I think the ability is still there. I think the desire, you know, I mean, there were some questions. And one of my best friends, Michael Lombardi, in the league said, hey, there's some questions about whether this guy really loves football. You could watch the tape and watch him run the football and tell that he likes to play football. You can, you can get that. And some of the drops that he had are him trying to catch the football and get up the field as fast as he can. Yeah, and there's a report today about the Raiders and Derek Carr and a fractured relationship in the locker room. I don't know if Derek Carr's been the same guy the last couple he of has years not. either. Uh, so, you know, it's not just the, the wide receivers in terms of trying to make plays and putting the same numbers up. You referenced, but he had a thousand yard season each of his first two seasons in the league. So the thing that jumps out at me and I haven't watched nearly as much as Brian has for sure. Uh, his catch radius, he will go up and make tough catches. And we saw it again in the Washington game. Dak is putting balls in play that yeah. can be caught mm -hmm. and, and they're not all caught and, and they're catchable balls and quarterbacks need that. All quarterbacks need that. Um, Deshaun Watson got it in an overtime at Houston from his top receiver. That's that's what they need when these games that are this close and one or two plays makes the difference. Maybe this this guy can be the difference. He's a one, he's a number one wide receiver. But what I saw, he's a number one wide receiver. And uh, do you think Jerry believes he's a number one absolutely. wide receiver? Yeah, absolutely. Jerry's definition that he gave last week of being a number one wide receiver was there's basically a handful of guys he considers number one wide receivers. To give he, a number one, he mentioned to, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. You give a first round pick, yeah. you think a guy's a number one wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, you're not you're not yeah. messing around here, right? You know, and I, again, I applaud them because there's so many times that we sit there and everybody out there says, "Oh, they don't do nothing, they don't do anything." Oh, why? How can they make that trade and we can't make that trade? And then when you make the trade, when you're a little bold on making the trade, then you're like, "Oh, I wouldn't have given that." You know, I, I don't I don't subscribe to that at all. I talked to general manager friends last night. They're like going. You know, I wouldn't have given it up. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know why you wouldn't have given it up? Because you're afraid you're going to lose your job. That's why you don't do that. You know, everybody wants to – I applaud people that want to be bold and try and do things. I really do. When you see something as a problem and you try to go fix it, you know, if it works, great. He fixed it. If it doesn't work, then you figure it out. It's, it's the quarterback. It's the receiver. It's, now you start figuring out why. You know, don't don't just sit there on your hands and let this thing just continue without a rudder. You know, go find a way to try and make it better. And I think they made this football team better. They had to sacrifice something to get a player that can help them make better. I think it's funny that the, the people that are critical were all for paying whatever they wanted for Earl Thomas. And now that you do this. That was get, me. I'm not critical. To get this guy. It's like, well, what are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah. You know, which which would be a better fix, the wide receiver or the free safety from what we've seen? And I, and I go back to it could have been easy for the front office to just not basically admit that their direction didn't work. You know, that's that's an admission of we tried something from a personnel standpoint. They parted ways with Des Bryant. They haven't found the production outside of Cole Beasley at the wide receiver position around him. And they're trying to do something about it. Mid-season, they look at the standings and say, all right, we lost this close game, but we still have four division games left. 
We're tied for second place. We've got to buy. We've got an extra week to bring this guy in and get him up to speed. Let's go. Let's go win this division. I mean, yeah, I, I, I credit them for at least trying to do that. We'll find out if if they gave up too much. But this was probably the most glaring need on their roster right now. You find out though, really, about this quarterback. You find out about him. Is it is it the fact that they they made the decision for a committee hurting his development? Is that is that you know that's what you're going to find out. Because if this guy, this guy has the ability to get open, he has the ability to go make plays. If they can't get him going, and it's because of the quarterback, then you've saved yourself a long term of paying this guy a hundred million dollars or so. It's going to be worth it to give up that that draft pick in the first round to figure out what this quarterback really is. You know, one of the things Let's not forget that. Yeah, for and sure. We talk about uh, the reports that he doesn't have the desire to play or whatever. Yes. One of the things that. And I didn't know a whole lot about him until just starting to research him here in the last 24 hours. He's not his personality is such he's not the ty- he's not a real outgoing type. He doesn't mm-hmm. love the cameras. He's mm-hmm. kind of a quiet guy, which I think he could mesh very well with Dak Prescott, who has that uh, leadership quality. I think Dak takes him under his arm a little bit. But the Cowboys have. Uh, terrific knowledge about this player on their own coaching staff here with Doug Nussmeyer having no been the question. offensive coordinator at, at Alabama, Alabama yes. when Amari Cooper was there. Scott Linehan is very close with Todd Downing, who was the offensive coordinator and before that the quarterback's coach with the Raiders, I'm That's sure. Right. And he's now the tight ends coach in Minnesota. I'm not saying that he consulted with Todd Downing. Oh, he did. <laughs> but but he has heard the good things, I'm sure, that Downing has said about Cooper right. over the last four years. Years. And so they in the in their relationship with the Alabama coaching staff. Absolutely. Uh where they feel very good about what type of person that Amari Cooper is, yeah. I believe. Might be refreshing that he's not your normal wide receiver. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So go do your job. All right. What do you think was the tipping point on uh, Jerry and Steven and the organization deciding, okay, we need to go ahead and do this right now? On the heels of that game in Washington on Sunday. 35 carries for 88 yards. Well, I mean, you look in the, deep in the fourth quarter, and they've got 10 points. Once again, on the road, struggling to make things work, and they got a couple late drives going, almost brought themselves back into that game. But again, it's a struggle in the passing game, particularly on the road. And I'm the one who said last week, can you bring in another guy to add to this? Is it going to work? It, maybe Michael Gallup just needs to be more involved, and he is sort of getting more involved, and, and that's really encouraging. Um, but clearly they felt like it. we needed more. We need and more if we're going to go try to Cole win Cole Beasley needs a little help out there, too. Yeah, and, and Michael Gallup is doing, I think, the best he can. And I'm, I'm all for keep throwing him the ball five, six, seven times a game. Because if he comes up with four plays, you know, this kid's finding ways to get open. I mean, he is, if he could just keep running the routes the way he is and keep finishing the way, they'll get him the football. But I, I, I'm, like I said, I, I, you look at this and you have to say enough's enough. I'm getting tired of watching Thompson hit the ball hit between the one and the five on his chest. You know, I'm getting tired of some of the things that I'm seeing. You know, a, a third and a third down play, and out, and Alan Hearns drops the ball, which would have been a first down. I'm getting tired of that. I need somebody to go out there and make a play for me, other than Cole Beasley. I, I'll tell you another thing. Go ahead, Rob. Well, and and look, Tavon Austin's part of this thinking too, because. I don't know when he's coming back. He, you know, they they said I wouldn't count on they, him. They said no surgery at this point. You know, but this could be a several week thing, probably will be. And that's a guy that they haven't featured a lot, but in terms of speed and, and potential game breaking ability, 
you don't have him, then that's another piece that you're missing offensively. So they we just you know, keep wishing there. Well, yeah, I, mean, I keep I keep wishing he's out five to six weeks. So yeah. and, and so that's the meat count of, on it. And that's the meat of your schedule trying to make a run here. Cooper, Gallup, Beasley. That better be the committee. There you go. He's right about that. You know, again, we're going to figure this out real fast. We're going to figure this out because it's going to it's 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 either going to work with this guy starts to make some plays and helps this offense and they they score more points. Or it's going to go. It's going to go south, and then it's going to be okay. What do we need to do now? Then it's now on the front office. Then it's now. Then they have to look at themselves and say, okay, we tried this. What do we need to do now? Well, you say, oh, well, they don't have a first round pick now. Well, okay, you do have cap space. You do have ways to go out and manipulate some things, you know, and do some other things. You still have the draft to work on as well. But they, but they, you will figure out really what needs to be done offensively. By the end of the season, I promise you that. All right, we're going to take a break here. And in a moment, we come back. And the effect that Amari Cooper might have on this coaching staff and on the game management at the end of games when we come back on Talking Cowboys in a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. I'm in Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys with over 3 million pairs sold. We've put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. There you go. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. All right. Very good. And uh, we're, we'll take your phone calls. Some reaction on this big trade the Cowboys made. 888-855-2297. But all right. The effect that Amari Cooper has on this offense, you touched on it a little bit, the effect it has on this coaching staff going forward. What do you think with nine games left in this season? And before we get into the big picture of that, 
I think it, it will have an effect on the way Jason Garrett approaches the end of games because I think it's going to have an effect on this offense. And I think, as we touched on yesterday a little bit, I think he hasn't had confidence in his offense to be able to score a touchdown in the last minute of a game at Washington in order to get a yard in Houston, whatever. And he feel, felt like the defense was the strength of the team in that situation, and that's why he elected uh, to punt in overtime. And I think it just opens up – it has the potential of opening up things on this offense where he will be more aggressive in his approach at the end of games. What do you all think? I totally agree. I was thinking about writing about that later today, actually, because you can point back to that last drive and say – yeah, where, where was his confidence level in his team? Now, you can agree or disagree with the decision to kind of play for that field goal, uh, but maybe if you have a, again, a true number one, you're a little more aggressive in that situation with a timeout in your back pocket. What I'm getting at, I guess, a little bit is what effect does it also have on the offensive line? Okay, you had a weapon and you got more um, opportunities offensively. Maybe they're not putting eight in a box, okay, because they've got to bring a safety over to account for the speed factor that Amari Cooper has on one side. Um, and you're looking into a situation where you're in field goal range and you don't make the extra plays to try to get further downfield because you're afraid you're going to get a holding penalty and knock yourself out of field goal range, which I think was a factor in why they settled for kicking a 47-yard field goal at the end of the game. No one considers the downside with 12 seconds to go. You're at the, what, 28-yard line? 29. 31-yard line, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. 31-yard line. With 12 seconds left. Okay. Your quarterback had already been sacked four times. Mm -hmm. He had been hit nine times. Mm -hmm. Fumbled twice. Mm -hmm. How Uh, many holding penalties? And they had three holding penalties and a chop block. So four penalties on the offensive line one bad play and now you're not you're kicking a 60 yard field goal no one considers that everybody oh yeah let's throw the ball into the end zone well who are you throwing it to who do you trust who do you trust the ball's not going to bounce off their hands and get intercepted you know there there there's a downside and do you think they were, if they lined up like they were going to throw the ball, that those safeties weren't going to drop off? They would have said, okay, cut, you know, catch the ball underneath. We'll tackle you. Well, what if he had to scramble around? How many times did that happen? And there goes your 12 seconds. So I don't know who you're trusting to throw it to either, by the way. I think that's the bigger question. I think, you know, that it, you know, to me, I look at the situation, though. You did have Cole Beasley available because they lose Fabian Moreau on the miraculous catch that Beasley makes on third down. He had just gotten hurt. Yeah. He got hurt. So now you're kind of – they're a little bit compromised there. So I can understand if, if you wanted to play with Cole Beasley as your featured guy. The one thing I will say is the protection managed to hold up better in those last two drives. It wasn't great, but, you know, and I know Prescott had to run a couple of times. But I think that was run by his own wanting to just try and make a play. But I, I think that to me, it, it's that this guy clearly is going to help you at the end of the games because he is going to. It's going to give you another option to throw to. You're going outside to outside the yeah, numbers out, too. He's going to give you a guy that can 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 go get the football. You got another guy in Cole Beasley that could go get the football. 
Before, you just had one guy that can get the football. And, and now what does Cole Beasley do? Cole Beasley works, works the middle, the middle, middle of, of the field. field. And, and this, so you're taking 22 seconds in between plays. This guy is better than Alan Hearns when it comes to getting down the field. Alan Hearns takes forever to get down the field. And then and that maybe that helps you in pass protection because he's not having to hold the ball to wait for Alan Hearns to clear routes. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, to, to your point, this is it, it helps you – uh, with a big-time player on the outside that's capable of playing in a very small area, too. This guy's a good small area player. The closer you get the end zone, the better this guy plays. So I'm all for that. Anything to do to get, the, like say, to help the quarterback, to give him more options, and, and to potentially score more points. Touchdowns, not field goals and things like that. But to end the game, you know, you need a guy that can go get it and make plays. And this guy's capable of doing that, as is Cole Beasley. And hopefully the development of of the of uh, uh, Michael Gallup will be the same way. Now you got you got three guys in the field that can actually run. Beasley with his quickness, Gallup can separate, and then Amari Cooper can surely get down the field and separate too. So uh, that that helps at least to get the ball out quick enough. And in the two minute offense, and yesterday we pulled up Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys when he uh, last year in the last minute where he matriculated down the field, whatever, and scored the touchdown. There was, he did it a couple of weeks ago, but we just compared, okay, how much time does it take for Aaron Rodgers to work a two minute drill? Well, he completes a pass to Martellus Bennett in that game. And if you look at the play by play, it took 22 seconds because it got caught in bounds for them to run the next play, just like it did with the Cowboys uh, after they completed the pass with whatever, 50, went from 52 to 28 before they snapped the ball again. Well, the difference that the Rodgers has is he's got receivers on the outside. He can throw outside the numbers. They get out of bounds. Yeah. And now you're running plays every six seconds right. instead of your only receiver that you have any confidence in being Cole Beasley, who works the middle of the field. And, and now you got to clock it every time yeah. that you, you complete a pass. And you lose your opportunities in terms of downs to be able to move the football. Yep. You said it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> nothing more to add to that. You're absolutely right. It's just one more weapon. One more weapon. Yeah, and wait till Terrence Williams returns. <laughs> Throwing some sarcasm at the end, too. There we go. <laughs> All right. As far as the, the bigger picture of the coaching staff, all right? Mm -hmm. They've added this receiver. There Are there no excuses now the rest of the way this year? Well, I think depends uh, how it plays. Yeah. You're assuming you're getting Amari Cooper from the – the previous two years, right? I'm not okay. Not what I'm assuming. It's what Jerry is assuming. Yeah. Okay. But are you going to get it? Yeah. I I wouldn't say you've no, invested in it now. I wouldn't say no more excuses because again, I, especially when they're not at home, the upfront has to be better. They've got to, the the numbers still prove it out. If Ezekiel Elliott isn't running the ball well. They're not going to win the game, and it may not matter. who You know, Des Bryant was still drawing attention last year. I think and Brian said in our podcast yesterday, you know, Martin Cooper's a better football player than Des Bryant was last year. But you still had a guy that could threaten defenses last year in Des, and teams were kind of playing the same way down the stretch. So, and a lot of that had to do with protection up front. The protection has to be better. That's You can have receivers running routes all day long, but if Dak's getting hit and hit and having to go in the medical tent for, you know, uh, a potential concussion as he's scrambling around, you're not going to be as efficient as you need to be. And so there's other parts. I guess that's my question about this trade is there's – I don't feel like they're one player away right now. I think there's more that's got to be fixed with this offense before you say, hey, all they got to do is get a receiver and they're good to go. They need to go get a tight end now? Well, 
We'll see what Swain's injury situation is. Yeah, he's got an extra all week. Four but were, yeah, all four were active. I, I, what would you say it was, Mickey, a bruise? It looked like it was – he thought it was a bruise. Yeah. He said, I got hit on the knee. Right. So he didn't say well, – that's encouraging. He, yeah. He, you know, it was a ligament or anything, and I could see his knee had yeah. swollen up. Uh, and he was supposed to get an MRI probably today or – after he walked around the, in. but he walked around the yeah. museum. He was there. He yeah. went up the steps to the Lincoln Memorial for the picture. So, hey, just put, put the, some tape on it. The and get out there and play. He's, He's a tough Tennessee. guy, though. He's he is a tough, tough. guy. Real He's tough. a tough guy. Those guys were coming up the steps, taco dragon. It's like, come on, yeah. you're 24 years old yeah. or whatever. Really, goes, I'm tired. Really? Yeah. Did you play a football game? Did you play the day before? Huh? (laughs) Did you play the day before? Hey, I'm 40 years older than he is. (laughs) Doesn't compare. No problems walking up the steps. Can I? Can I finish your point? Yes, I would love for you to, Brian. You know, I I think that there's. I think that everything will be evaluated at the end. I think that the decision, the front office will have to look at themselves for what the decisions they made earlier in the season. I think they'll have to be evaluated for the decisions they're made right now. Uh, they're they're trying their best to to not just sit on their hands, like I said, and make a make a bold call to make this work. I think they're trying to help the quarterback. I think they're trying to help the head coach and the offensive coordinator as well. I think they're trying to more importantly help the running back so that he can have an opportunity. They can't be as one dimensional as they are because we've seen what happens there. So, you know, this is one of those things that you know, as a coaching staff, you know, okay. Management made a bold move for us to try and, and win games. We have to do our very best to try and win those games. So whatever game plans that they can come up, you know, there's been some times where I, I think this, they've done a great job, uh, you know, of putting players in position to make plays. Just haven't had guys make a lot of plays. Maybe that's why you go out and add Amari Cooper because you're tired of watching guys not make plays when you get them set up. Now, have they had their faults? They absolutely have had their faults. But this is an evaluation, an ongoing evaluation. I don't think anything's changed. I don't think anything. I don't think it's any more pressure or any more or less pressure. I just think it's like, okay, this is what we have to do right now to see if we can, if we can turn this around uh, to having some some offensive success. And if they don't, at the end of the day, then they're going to have to say, all right, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work, and then that's where you go as a general manager or front office. You go and say, okay, we need to fix all these things. And I, I can hear people right now in my ears saying, well, the general manager needs to be fixed. You know, I can I can hear that. Okay, it's not going to happen that way. It's just not. So, you know, whatever you have to do to make this work, you know, figure it out. Here's a question I have, and Bill, you brought this up last week, and I thought it was a good point because uh, we were talking about the oppor- possibility of trading for a wide receiver. They play Tennessee out of the bye, and then they play Philly on the road, and that starts a stretch of four games in 18 days. And that's, you know, that's a lot packed into a month. Um, do you feel like a veteran receiver like Cooper can come in and you know pick this thing up, and there won't be a transition and, and keep there? It, and keep in mind the schedule because a lot of people think, well, they got the bye week this week, and then well, here's the schedule this week. They're yeah, practicing for one hour tomorrow and one hour on Thursday, and then they're off all weekend. Yeah, but Amari Cooper will stay around and try and figure. Now let's yeah. the, he's coming now, in today. Yeah, what, what to your point, Bill? What you said about he's played in Scott Linehan's system. If you look at what you Downing. know, if Downing and those guys. Yeah, he's been, and then, you know, that that's where Doug Nussmar knows the player, and then you get, you know, the fact that this guy started played through his early part of his career. This new system with Gruden, I mean, three years before, prior to that, he was playing in Scott Linehan's system, basically is what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this learning curve is going to be huge for this guy. 
And I think I, I just I just see this as being a, where he gets out of Oakland, a very toxic situation there right now, where that locker room clearly is looking at each other and saying, "Okay, who's next? Who's next?" You know, that is a hard way to operate. Here he comes. It's a second chance. It's an opportunity. You know, to come in here and be a number one receiver, which he can be. And this team is playing for something still, even though you're yes, three and four. Absolutely. If he can play, he can play. There's no question. I don't want to hear, oh, we're not on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's that's what you say when the guy can't play. That's what you say when the quarterback done. Yeah. Well, he just got here, you know, and and he needs time to get on the same page. Yeah, Matt Castle. Yeah, he needs time. No, he was terrible. <laughs> well, he was. It's not. He's not incorrect. You're yeah, not wrong. You're right. You're I mean, what's he, what's he done since? See, that's what you say. That's your evaluation that you make. I'm you surprised go he's still in the league. Yeah, you make your evaluation. Yeah, these guys that, that can act like they can win are always going to be in the league. <laughs> but that, that's where you know your evaluation overall is. You, you know, as the front office, you have to say, okay, did we do everything? If I'm the coaching staff, I'm at least. I'm at least happy that they tried to do something. You know, if, like, if it doesn't work and then they make a change at coaching on the coaching staff, you kind of walk away and say, that's not my problem. You know, when you're, when you're in another team and, you know, you're sitting in a draft room and you're like, well, Dallas didn't have a one. Well, that's not my problem. It's somebody else's problem. So, that's why you're on the table saying Jason should, you know, pound the table and say, I, go get I, help I, early I was in the year. Arguing, I was arguing, and Mickey and I were going back and forth about this, and I, I felt like he made some really good points about the whole thing with – uh, you know, with Earl Thomas, I'm, I was from the I was from the argument side of the coaches where I'm like, yeah, get me as many proven players as I can play with. Mm-hmm. And I understand what Mickey was saying. What, what, at what cost, Brian? At what cost? I get that. <laughs> I understand. But also, I'm trying to look at it from the coaching perspective. You know what? They could sit there and say, we're not getting you anybody. <laughs> we're not going to help you at all. And the fact that they sacrificed a first-round pick to try and help us ought to make you get in your office and get your ass in gear and try and and figure this thing out. Well, and how about the the effect on the players? I mean, defense is playing at a championship level you're showing you're showing you're showing your team your locker room you are absolutely you're absolutely showing your team that you know what a we're supporting the coaches and b we're supporting you if they if you know players get on that plane and bus and whatever and they're like god if we could just get some offense if we could and zeke's probably if we could just get the ball in the out and Dak's thinking if i just could throw it to you know i mean this is a commitment they 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 could have just packed this thing in and said okay boys Six and ten, here we come. We're going to take this twelfth uh, overall pick and go get somebody. Bye, everybody. They didn't. They're not doing that. Yeah. Players, I think players recognize talent better than anyone else. They know no question when they play against these guys yeah. who can play yeah. and who can't. And I'll guarantee you, they're excited about this move. They played against him because they know. And and you know, in the off season, think about, you know. What they acquired, did, did they acquire anything that gave this offense juice? Like everybody got excited and go, yes, boy, what, what did we bring in? You brought in a swing tackle. And I've seen it happen before when you don't know what you've gotten in the draft and you didn't, you didn't bring in any juice. Like oh. every, everybody's fired They'll up They'll say Tavon Austin, though. No, I, and, I, and, no, and, no, he has to be brought up because in camp, everybody said, wow, this guy can make plays as an outside receiver. You know, and and but what happened? He got, you know, maybe less than twenty snaps a game, and then he got hurt. Yeah, but, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't a, him. 
it Hearns wasn't was the guy. Somebody, yeah, and and you know, when right he, when they signed Hearns, yeah, everyone yeah. was really excited until yeah. he got on the field. Yeah, but Hearns, I mean, Jacksonville needed receivers, and they didn't keep him. They let him go. You know, and they, oh well, he's been hurt. Okay, he's been hurt, but he he wasn't hurt all the time. The problem with Hearns, Mickey, is he's got no juice. Yeah, right. Right. He, he's a, you he, could see it in the game. The other he, he runs in mud. No he, excitement. He runs in mud. No, now you, right. you, you. There's some things that he can do. I mean, there's some. We've seen him make some plays. He he hasn't made nearly enough plays, but he's got no juice. Tavon Austin's got juice, but he doesn't make enough plays, or they don't put him out there to make enough plays. Yeah, he's almost and treated he's, as they give him a little package of plays every game, and you know, and if that's I'm the, if yeah, if I'm the if I'm the <laughs> If I'm the general manager, I'm looking at Scott Linhan. I'm like, okay, listen, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. Okay, I didn't help you here. I didn't help here. I tried to help you here, but you know now I'm going to really try and help here. You know, trust me, I've sat with Jerry Jones when he didn't have a first-round pick for two years. I sat there and watched that happen. Okay, This is not pretty in that draft room. For him to make this decision took a lot, a lot. And if you don't think he's trying to com- help – Dak Prescott and help Jason Garrett and this coaching staff and this football team, then you're you you need to follow some other team. No question, especially especially with Stephen Jones having more and more influence. In the Stephen Jones they, loves draft picks. They value the draft more than anything. Look at how young this roster is, and it's right. built largely through the draft, and it's built pretty well through the draft. Um, and, and so yeah, you're you're parting with one of your best. You're assets. saying he's given up five years of control for a chance to try and help this football team. Right or wrong, as a Cowboy fan, if you're out there ripping their ass for this, yeah, shame on you, you know? Shame on you for thinking that way. They're trying to win games for you right now. They're trying to go out and get a player that can potentially make a difference and maybe help your quarterback from being like in the dark ages of throwing the football. And the way they're going to look at it now, they just got their first-round draft pick six months early. And That's the way see. they view it. Uh, let's, yeah. see. let's see. Let's see. Right. At about, yeah. at about for some guys, the same age. Yeah, and the fact that he's got three and a half years of experience. It's not like a rookie receiver coming in having to kind of. I read all those names yesterday. I read them all. I read them all. Figure it out. (laughs) Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Rashad uh, Perryman. All right, Corey Coleman. I think he's on a practice squad right now. Will Fuller at Houston really hasn't developed very much there. They've got a big timer. Josh Dotson. How many years has he been having to try to develop? They're still waiting for him. Laquan Treadwell. I think Mike Zimmer's real happy right now with him mm-hmm. looking at that big son of a gun standing there not making any plays. Mm-hmm. They drafted him, you know. He still hadn't made a play. Corey Davis, we'll see him at Tennessee. I think I had his first touchdown catch like two weeks ago. You know, Mike Williams, John Ross. John Ross, I think, has played three games with Cincinnati. Okay. Don't tell me about this. Right. And you did draft one in the third round this year that's got some promise. Probably better than everybody yeah. I named right there. It's got a lot of promise. Probably better than everybody I named. So, you know, if you could find a way to get him going and get this guy that you traded for going and continue on with Cole Beasley, you have a chance. If it doesn't work, then at the end of the year, we could all sit down and say, okay, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, and this needs to be done. Right now, you're playing to try and win football games. All right, uh, real quick, let's go to Nebby in Silver Spring, Maryland. Nebby, how you doing? Uh, 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 I'm doing well. Uh, 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 today's my birthday. Happy uh, birthday, Neb. Well, Neb, uh, way to go. And you know what? We 
We oh. really appreciated you coming and visiting with us uh, Saturday night yep. at the hotel. And you got to see Nebby on Oh, yeah. yeah. We got a picture. We posted a picture with him. Listen, I realized that we needed help at receiver, but I think we we gave up too much to acquire uh, Amari Cooper because depending on how Dak Prescott uh, 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 plays the the rest of the season, we uh, 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 we may. That's a great point. Happy birthday, Nebby. Happy birthday, Nebby. Happy birthday. That's a great point. And when we come back on Talking Cowboys, we'll explore what Nebby had to offer in just a moment. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? What these pros here at the Star use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker 
Four JB faves plus a full-size lip balm. How about that? For just 10 bucks and free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use that code COWBOYS. Mickey, when you refer to the pros here at the Star, are you referring to players or? I'm referring to the four people in here. You get paid. So we to, are pros, huh? You get paid to do this job, then you're a professional. <laughs> you're not an amateur. <laughs> Amen to that. A loose definition of the term pros mm. from Mickey Spagnola. Just what depends on which category you're a pro. I, I was a pro right? fisherman. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Mr. Too. Scout over here, Brian brought us yeah. this from Joselito on Twitter. From yeah. guys I have watched, Antonio. Uh, from guys I have watched, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, and Odell Beckham are in a class of their own in route running. So it's a winning move. When you analyze all the variables, how would you rank Amari Cooper among the best wide receivers in the league? Well, when you watch him play, though, the thing that that stands out is his ability, you know, the the ability to go get the football, you know, when, whether it's in traffic, whether it's coming across the field, whether it's going down the signs. If you have an opportunity today, sit down and watch him play against Kansas City last year in late in season of that game. And you get an idea. I mean, this guy – the 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 opportunities that he's had this season are not as many or as as quality opportunities as he had uh, last season when he was playing. I think the Gruden switch really hurt him as far. But when you look at him as a route runner, you look at him his ability to come across the field. You look at his ability to get vertical. You look at his ability to separate. You know the 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 way that he's you know the inside routes, the things that he can do. He runs routes at all levels of the field. This is not a guy that's just going to run up the field and he'll throw the ball down the field and hope for the best. This guy catches screens. He catches slants. He catches digs. He catches option routes. I mean, there's all kinds of things you you can do with this guy. And I and I and I felt like that the first couple of years, and especially again looking back at 2017. He's a X receiver. I mean, but he could play like a Z where you can move him around and do some things. So I think the route running is fine. He, I, I, the one thing he is, he's smart to know what coverages are. Because you'll see him when, he, when he's going inside and they're playing zone, he'll sit down and catch a ball. Or if they're playing man and they're trailing him, he'll take off running and, and just keep going on the play to catch the football. So as far as I, I just – I see a very talented player that you can, you know, you got, like Mickey said earlier, if you're going 11 personnel and you put out there, you put out there Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and then Cole Beasley, now you're, now you're creating some opportunity. Now you're creating, you're, you're giving your quarterback options to throw the football to. And I, I just, I just, I love this guy and the ability to go and, and just go and get the football. That, that's that's the one thing that bothers me about the receivers that they have here. Nobody's going and getting the football. Everybody's waiting for the ball to get to them. They need they need a mean sob to go in there and just take balls away from people and you know and keep these chains moving. We're starting to see that with Gallup. You know, he made a contested catch early against uh, the last home game. It was Jacksonville. Yeah. That, that was a big aggressive. You know, go up and get it play. Almost had a touchdown, but you're right. You need more of that. I'm curious to see what the rotation is now. You know, who cares about the rotation? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just asking what you know. Are Hearns and Thompson going to get much now at all, or are you? Are are we rolling with these three guys? Thompson, Thompson does nothing for me. 
He's done nothing for me. I'm just, I'm just asking because we no, talked no, about I'm not try, trying we to talk, jump we, down your throat. We, I'm just saying talked, we talked about trying to pare this thing down, and maybe this is the move that pairs it down. Mickey's right. Play with those three guys, and then play with Swain at tight end, or you know, and yeah. you got four guys that can catch the ball. This may be it. Yeah. And by the way, that gaming uh, against Kansas City, it was the first meeting between the Raiders and Kansas City last year. He had 11 catches for 210 yards and two touchdowns, 19 targets in that game. Capable. Yeah. Very capable player there. He was hurt against Dallas. Cubs. Didn't play. He didn't play, and, and, didn't right? play. No. No. Didn't play. And, but, and, but he, and around and, that same time, there was the later game against Kansas City, yeah. which he must have got hurt in that game because yeah. he only had one target yeah. in that game. See, the thing about it is he, he got this concu- – this year he got a concussion against Seattle. The game was played in London. And he got a concussion going inside, catching the football, and got whacked by the safety. But he went in there and got the football, you know. So, I, th- to me th- – I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get offense. I'm trying to move the football. I'm trying not to be stuck in the mud and scoring 10, 13 points every every time I go out there on the road. I'm trying to go out there and find guys that can make plays. This guy's a capable playmaker. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, then again, go figure out what else you need to do. But everyone'll say, "Oh, well, you don't have a first round pick to figure." Well, you know what? There's other avenues to to help your football team. Two games this year, he had 100 yards. One was at Denver, 10 receptions on 10 targets for 116 yards. And then two weeks later against Cleveland, eight receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown yeah. on 12 targets. We'd kill for a Cowboy receiver to have. I mean, it's kill. It's a bad word. Sorry. Love to have. Love to have a receiver that even gets close to getting 100 yards. That'd be nice. It'd be nice to have a guy to have a threat to has 100 yards out there, right? It's, it's been just Beasley, and that's it, and yeah. on a couple of occasions, and that's been it. All right, you alluded to it early in the show. Nebby just brought it up, the effect on the quarterback yeah. and uh, the decision they will eventually have to make on the quarterback here in the next year and a half. What does this do? It, it, it's got to it, – it's either going to – it's going to help him. They're going to see that he can yeah, – okay – we made a mistake in going by committee. We got a number one receiver. We can throw him the football. He's reliable. He catches seven to eight passes a game. He gets close to 100 yards. You know, we get a touchdown out of him. Okay, now we can see, okay, the, receiver, the, the quarterback can make throws. He can throw the dig. He can throw the slant. He can throw the vertical routes. He can throw the option routes. I mean, you start to see, okay, he can make these plays. If he can't hit a guy that's open and this guy gets open, now it's about, okay, we saved ourselves $100 million on a quarterback. Hey, uh, take uh, forget about the two fumbles, whatever. How did y'all think Dak played in that game? Showed on a Sunday? lot of guts. I thought so too. Yes. I, t- I said last night when we did the show, he was the best quarterback on the field. He was the best Great player. He that. was the best player on the field. I thought in the first half of that game, and he was twelve out of fifteen throwing for one hundred and fifty yards or whatever it was. I think. What they might have seen out of Dak throwing the football in that game also gave them that that solidified the thought that hey we let's pull this trigger on this. He's got to get you know? protection though. Right. My exactly. God. Exactly. You know, I mean, he might not see everything down the field, but half the time he's having to look at the friggin' rush right in his face. Look what happened when he had time on the touchdown pass to Gallup. He had time to look off the safety on the right side and then come back to the left and, and let that route develop. Those routes just don't m- magically develop. It takes time, and he had time to step into the throw. Yeah. You know, what? It, it, you want him stepping into Ryan Kerrigan all the time? You know? Yeah, he was trying to. God almighty. 
Yeah, he's got to have some time. In the two-minute drill, he was thrown over the top of some people, too. Yes, because it wasn't it, clean. It was not clean, and he made some throws. That throw to Beasley, he had he had Preston Smith right in his face. Now, if you want to tell me there's a, there's there's some issues now at left tackle, you know, there's some issues over at right tackle, I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. You know, we, we, we came out of here saying, hey, hang your hat on this offensive line. Hang your hat on the offensive line. The offensive line is letting you down now in games. Why they thought they could go with the rotation at receiver they had. Was and run of, the football with Zeke. Because of the they line. Just, and yeah. The, yeah, they thought Dak would have time to spread it around. And he hasn't, especially on the road. I no think doubt. also when you simplify the personnel groupings and everything, it's going to help the quarterback finding open receivers too. I mean, it, 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 just put guys out there that can get open and put right. guys out on the field that can finish. That's the whole thing. Give me a guy that can finish, you know? I mean, a guy that when you throw him the ball, it's he catches and he goes up the field. It's a you know extra eight, ten yards, physical run. You know that's what that number eighty-eight used to do in his heyday. He was a catch it, finish, physical, get everybody going. No one wanted to tackle him. Nobody wanted to tackle that guy. This guy's six one two eleven. I mean, he he's just I go back. I mean, I can't remember what game it was. I was watching him. I got they were all. He catches a ball on the, on the, on the seven-yard line, and he's now powering his way to the three. And now he gets all those big bodies behind, and they push him into the end zone. Give me that mean, nasty SOB, and I think this guy could be that. If we just can find a way to get him the football, it's going to be on the quarterback to do that. All right, uh, here's a little softball for Mickey as we wrap up Thank the show. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. Because <laughs> I can't I hit a fastball anymore. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard him. I haven't heard his reaction to the uh, penalty on LP Lattisar at the end of the game. The I'm going to turn the more, volume down on my headset. Right? Need, more to, need more than 30 <laughs> seconds here. It's time for Mickey's. Yes! When I did, Mickey's minute here. When I, when I did my fan report, I called the guy number 74. I said, number 74 killed him. <laughs> How does a guy see that far away? And make that call. That's his job. He is the line judge. Yeah, well, there's a guy looking right in at Burns. the center. I know that guy. He's number yeah, that, that guy looking in is protecting the center. His last name is Burns. That guy right there was Burns. right on top of it. Yeah. And, and he could see what's going on. But no, this guy 30 yards away said, oh. So the question, <laughs> the question I got, and thanks for doing this. Keep that music going. Kim. If the guy hadn't jumped off sides, would he have made that call? No, absolutely no. not. Right? No. Would, he, would he have even noticed it? Nope. No, not at all. So then what, why do you have to have illusions? You know, don't make stuff up. Call what you see. Yeah. Thank you. No, keep going, man. No, keep going. That was what, what do you think about the prospects that the that the Redskins coaches alerted the officials ahead of the game that to be looking for this? Well, the, coach, the official on the Cowboys sideline made the call. Yeah, that's what's amazing. So he was standing right in front of Garrett. And you know what? I was the head coach. I would have cost us 15 more yards. They would have had to carry me off the field. You might have been like held for hitting the officials. I might have been. Yeah. Might have been like Switzer. I would have not left the <laughs> See, field. This, this, I would have been yeah. out at midfield chewing his butt out. This is the problem. And if you go back and watch LP Latticeur throughout his career, and he's had a long, successful career, he always adjusts the football. He always. You go back. I watch, and I even went back and watched. I watched what Sunberg, the center for Washington, was doing. You know, the only thing LP Latticeur did was when he when he puts the ball on the point and then puts it flat, they moved when he put the ball flat. And that was to get his guide hand on. 
And that's what the well, lattice surgery usually does. And his argument was you have to move it a little bit to get your hand underneath it to snap it. Yeah. Uh, but as long as it doesn't leave the ground, yeah. which it didn't, he didn't pick it up. Yeah. You know, so that's it's never there's different. One, and he's never he, been called for the same thing. He laid the ball down yeah. before he snapped it. That's and it. that's when the guy that's jumped. jumped. He didn't jump until yeah. that second hand came on exactly. there. And that's when he when laid the, the ball think, down. And I think during that timeout with 12 seconds left, the Redskin coaches told the Redskin players to jump. And, yeah. and think that they would get it because that's we the don't only care about the five yards. Because as you pointed out, coaches too much that, credit. That was the only way they were getting the call is if they jumped. Oh, it influenced and, the refs. Sure, it did. Of course, right. like I say, the guy who is responsible, Burns, the official there in the Burns. Room, if you're watching right now with us, his job is to make sure that nobody lines up over the nose of LP Latasur. Then he then he's protected. He did not, and he is standing four feet away from that and did not. And he, I, I guarantee you that gentleman has seen hundreds of extra points and field goals and has probably never, ever, ever made that call. I might have strangled the guy when he came walking <laughs> by me. All right. That does it for Talking Cowboys for this Tuesday. And we'll be back, even though it's a bye week, we're back to talk Cowboys and talk more trades. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, what do you know? Never know what's going to happen. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you,